Hi folks, you're listening to episode 2 of the 59th Minute Fantasy Premier League podcast hosted by myself, the FPL General. I am recording on Tuesday the 27th of February, so game week 28 is it's not behind us yet, we've got one game left to go, um, but we're looking ahead now to game week 29, so we've only got 10 game weeks left now, uh, it's hard to believe this, this season seems to be going faster than any other season, so... We're at the business end of the season now. It's it's just me on this podcast. The The plan was, I was hoping to have my first guest on with me this week, but it's been a busy week um, and just haven't got around to the tech, uh, figuring out the technical side of it and getting guests lined up and things like that. So next week, hopefully, I'll have my first guest. Going to keep this one shorter than usual. I'm, I'm aiming to make this the, the shortest one yet. Just want to. I'm recording a little bit later than I usually do, so I want to get get through it as quickly as possible. Just keep it short and short and snappy. What I'm going to do in this one, I'm going to quickly uh, look back on how game week twenty eight was for me. Well, how how it's going so far with one game left. I'm going to quickly update my FPL watch list. Then I'll look at look ahead to this weekend, game week twenty nine. What transfers I'm possibly looking at, and talk about captaincy for game week twenty nine as well. I'll let you know who the armband is going to be on for me. Um, pretty sure I've already decided, so I'll let you know towards the end of the show. And I'll finish up then just answering three or four questions that I got on Twitter um, over the last couple of days. First things first, game week 28 is, we've got one game left, we've got Man City Arsenal on Thursday because they were playing in the Carabao Cup final at the weekend. As a Man U fan I enjoyed enjoyed uh, seeing United beat Chelsea but I didn't really enjoy watching City lift the Carabao Cup so a bit of a mixed Sunday. I didn't, I didn't get to watch as much football as I usually do this weekend, I had a couple of things on. Um, so match of the day is all I've seen from from Saturday and Sunday's game. So not as I'm not as well informed this week as I usually am. I'm sitting on fifty three points as it stands um, with Kevin De Bruyne to play. So a pretty pretty good game week um, so far. It's given me a green arrow for now. I've gone from about. 1,700 overall and now I'm sitting at 1,335 so again it's my highest the highest um, or lowest whatever way you want to look at it the, that my rank has been this season so very very happy with that in terms of who brought the points in in game week 28 Salah captain so I captain Salah for the fourth game week in a row now um, and in the last four game weeks I think he's brought me in 92 points Um with captaincy, so Salah is the man this season, and he's it's 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 been pretty sweet captaining him the last four weeks, and and he's he, he just delivers every week. You just don't even need to worry about it. So that was a good start having him captain. Firmino did the business as well. Shakiri again. shakiri has got three goals in, in three games now for me, so he's been he's been a superb option at his price. Um, obviously he's a great option as well for the for the blank gaming thirty one. So. It's nice to be on him early, and I've I've been reaping the war, rewards of that over the last couple of weeks. Kane six points, so obviously I was happy at Captain Salah. Uh, Salah outperformed him this week, so I was happy with that uh, decision. 
Apart from that, it was um, all twos and threes. A couple of very frustrating uh, things in defence, especially. I had Nick Pope and Lewis Dunk managed to score his fourth own goal of the season when I when I decided to start him. It was all looking so good towards the end of the three o'clock kickoffs. I thought I was going to get clean sheets from from Pope and Dunk, and then both of them. It was just an absolute nightmare. I seen a I seen a flash score coming up that Brighton had conceded, which was bad enough that Dunk had lost his clean sheet. And it was it was a good ten minutes later that I actually realised that it was Dunk had scored one goal. So it was just a just a real kick in the teeth that one. So a nice big fat zero points from Dunk, and I'm hoping I'll never have to start him again because four own goals in a season is crazy. Um, I don't know if there's ever been more. So. He'll probably end up getting a fifth before the season's over. Pope again frustrating, conceding late, so three points from him, which he was. I think he was on for bonus points as well before he conceded, so it could have been nine or ten points from him. And Dunk as well. I mean, would have had another six or seven, so it could have been a whole lot better. My my two transfers in this week, uh, two free transfers were Van Dijk and Mares. Both of them got two points, so that was that was pretty disappointing, but. They're, they're kind of long-term moves. I'm not going to judge them on one week. I, I've got Van Dyke in with an eye on the, the blank game week 31. So hopefully he can come good over the next uh, two or three game weeks. And Mares, it was very frustrating watching the highlights. Mares, he could have easily had a, he could easily had a brace. There was one, uh, Butman made one superb save uh, after his howler for the own goal. And then there was another occasion when Mares went through and he, he tried to dink it over the keeper and the defender got in, got in the way. So... I mean, two points was disappointing from Marius, but the, the, there was positive signs to take from it, and, and I'm confident over the next two games that um, he can do the business. I think he's got Bournemouth at home and West Brom away in his next two, so I'm hoping that he can he can come good in those two, um, judging on his performance in, in game week 28. I think that's game week 28 covered. So as I say, 53 points. I've got De Bruyne to come on Thursday. So I sold Sterling this week uh, for Marius. I'll talk a little bit about that later because I've got a question on it from on from Twitter. But I'm hoping De Bruyne obviously does well on Thursday. Um, and I'm, I'm obviously hoping that Sterling misses out as well. Or if he does play, that he, that he stays quiet after I sell him. But more than likely, the way my season's been going, Sterling will start and get 10 points. So let's see. I'm going to move on now uh, and talk about my watch list so I've updated it I always update it after I watch match of the day so I add players who've impressed me who I'm interested in and I, I remove the players that I'm no longer interested in who were on my watch list so first of all the players that stood out to me at the weekend and who I've added to the watch list now I've already got three Liverpool players I've got Van Dijk, Salah and Firmino so I, obviously I can't bring in any more but for those who don't already have three um Sadio Mane and Robertson in particular, the two of them stood out to me um, at the weekend. Robertson seems to be pretty nailed on at left-back, um, and he was superb again at the weekend. I, I really don't see Moreno getting back in now because Robertson's just been so good. So I think he's a really good option now um, if you don't already have three Liverpool players. Probably would still favour Van Dijk over Robertson, but don't, don't rule Robertson out um, if you're looking for a Liverpool defender. 
Arnautovic again is back and he looked good again to me on match of the day. So, I mean, I'm probably not going to bring him in before game week 31 because he doesn't play, but he was playing up front again and, and he just looks he looks superb. He, he looks a handful. He looks like he can score in any game. So he's definitely one I'll be looking at in a couple of weeks' time again if he stays fit. A certain Mr. Lukaku uh, did the business against Chelsea. So Lukaku scored against a, a, a big team shock horror so going by the highlights that I've seen he looked really good he looked sharp um, and we know from before Lukaku gets a goal or two that he can go on a bit of a streak so again he's another one I've added to the watch list but again it's going to probably be a few weeks before I, I consider him even just because he doesn't play in 31 and I think he's got a tough fixture I think it might be game week 30 as well I'm not sure who it is but I think that's in the back of my mind as well Troy Deeney uh, scored at the weekend he's got two goals in his last three games he plays in game week 31 he takes penalties um, I know they've got Watford have got Liverpool in game week 31 and I think they might have Arsenal as well before that I could be wrong but I think they have a, a, another big side to play but don't rule him out he could be a, he could be worth a punt I mean if you're looking to bring in players who play in 31 uh, Dini's definitely one to consider and he, he's a player who can score against the big teams as well especially with the fact that he's on penalties Another striker then as well who also has a 31 fixture is Mooney, Steve Mooney from Huddersfield. Two goals and two assists in his last two games. He played 90 minutes in both and he plays Crystal Palace in game week 31, so a good fixture. Um, again, probably wouldn't advise bringing him in yet. Maybe leave it till 31 and see if, if he's still starting and he's still producing the goods and maybe just take a one-week punt on him for game week 31. I mentioned I mentioned Dawson last week, West Brom defender. Um, I mentioned last week that he's, he's got goals in him and then he obviously went and scored at the weekend. So he's one of the very few West Brom players that are on my watch list with game week 31 in mind. Again, not going to be bringing him in this week, but he's on the watch list for game week 31. He scored, he scored at the weekend and there was another corner as well that he was very close to getting to. So he's always he's, he's a player I've always liked. Um, in fancy terms because he's, he's a big threat from set pieces the last player I'll talk about um, is Van Lepara Huddersfield again two goals in his last two games um, he's only 4.8 million so I've stuck him on the watch list as well for 31 I'll just monitor him over the next two weeks and he, he may be a one week punt as well for the for the blank he took a penalty um, I think it was in game week 26 now, I don't think he's the number one penalty taker. Um, there probably was someone off the park when he took it, but it's it's good to know that he's there thereabouts when it comes to penalties as well. So he, he's one he's one to keep an eye on. Um, I think he's played close to 90 minutes in the last two games as well, so he looks, he looks pretty nailed on for now. Now moving on to the players I've removed from the watch list, so players I'm no longer interested in, um, at least in the short term. Charlie Daniels, um, if you if you listen last week, my initial battle plan was to bring in Daniels, uh, to bring in Daniels and Van Dyke. Um, as the days went on, then I got closer to the weekend. I just decided, you know what, I, I really don't want a Bournemouth defender because they've been pretty poor defensively this season, and I felt I was really just getting Daniels because of his fixture in thirty one. So I said, you know what, I really don't want them, and I just I ended up then getting Mares instead of Daniels. So. Obviously, Marius didn't pay off, but I was quite happy that I didn't get Daniels. Um, 
I'm pretty sure he was taken off at half time um, at the weekend. I think he got zero points because he'd already conceded two goals. So potentially dodged a bullet there. I mean, when it comes to 31, he might be worth looking at as a one-week punt if you're going to wildcard 32 or 33. But for now, I'm not interested in Daniels. The same goes for his teammate Jordan Ibe. Um I don't think he played at the weekend. Possibly an injury. Um, again, I'm Stanislas. I'm, I'm I'm a lot more interested in Stanislas when it comes to the Bournemouth midfield. So that's why Ibe's gone from my watch list. Everton then Nias. He only played fifty six minutes. So I'm not really interested in a player who could be who could be taken off that early, especially a striker. Everton are just woeful they really are um I've, I've i've got a couple of their players on my watch list the likes of walcott and sigurdsson and pickford but i'm really i really have no interest because they've just been so poor recently um so i'm probably not even going to look at them until closer to game week 31 so it gives me another week or two to monitor the likes of walcott and sigurdsson and maybe decide which one to go for rondon I don't know why he was on the watch list. He was only on it for a week, probably because he had a game week thirty one fixture, but I've swiftly removed him now. Um he didn't he didn't deliver any attacking returns again in game week twenty eight. He's only got one goal in his last eight games, despite having plenty of shots, so I'm just absolutely no interest in Rondon or I'm I've no interest in any West Brom players really, I just think. They look, they look pretty nailed on for relegation now. Um, it just seems to be a bit of a mess there. Pardew, there's even talk that Pardew's under pressure already. So I would just avoid West Brom until 31. Um, even then, I might not bother with any of them. So that's the watch list covered as well for for uh, Game Week 29. Moving on swiftly to my possible transfers for this Game Week coming up. Um Initially, in my battle plan, it was going to be Pope to Pickford this week, but things change in FPL very quickly, and I've really gone off the idea of getting Pickford in now. Again, just watching Everton again at the weekend, they're just they just don't look like keeping any clean sheets. Um, and the thing I've got Pope, obviously he didn't get a clean sheet at the weekend, but he was he was very close to it again. Bournemouth don't tend uh, Burnley, sorry, don't tend to concede very many goals, so I'm quite happy to keep Pope for the short term it looks like Tom Heaton is going to be another couple of games before he comes back because he, he wasn't even on the bench at the weekend and he's still playing in, in behind closed doors games this week so Pope looks safe for uh, game week 29 at least so I'm going to hold on to him and, and then I'll just reassess it again when game uh, for game week 30 if we start seeing signs that Heaton is, is getting closer to match fitness then it might be time to move on uh, to move Pope on but for now, I'm happy to keep him for uh, for game week 29. Just checking, yeah. So it's actually born. It's actually Burnley Everton this weekend. So it's it's Pope against Pickford. So good chance that game could be could be nil nil. But um, I'm happy to keep uh, Pope as I say. Another player I could possibly look at moving on is Alonso. Um, he hasn't done much recently. He's got Man City away. I think next up. Um, but but I'm quite happy to keep him because I think he's got Palace in game week thirty, so I'd like to have him for for the Palace fixture, and I'm quite happy to start him as well against Man City because we've seen before with Alonso that he can, even if he doesn't keep a clean sheet, which Chelsea are un, unlikely to do against City, 
Alonso can get attack in return, so I'll be I'll be keeping him this week, and I'm going to start him against Man City as well. I have no issues doing that. Looking at the rest of my team, um, I, I think I'm pretty well set up for game week 29. So I'm looking at actually probably banking my transfer this week, unless there's any injury news later in the week or or uh, any other reasons for me to make changes. I've got uh, up front Kane, Firmino, Wilson. Obviously, Wilson's been very disappointing, but I'm going to hold on to him, and hopefully, he can he can come good in the next couple of weeks and in the blank, especially. Midfield of De Bruyne, Shakiri, Salah, and Mares. So, be quite confident in all those four guys getting me uh, attacking returns this weekend. In defence, then it's going to be Van Dijk and Alonso, and then I'll have to if I if I do bank the transfer, I'll have to choose between. Ogbonna, I hate saying that name. He's just he's been a disaster. So I may I may end up starting Ogbonna this week. It uh, Swansea away. I would probably prefer to start Kenny, who has Burnley away. As I say, Burnley Everton could easily be a nil nil. I see that one being a, a low scoring game. So I'm hoping that maybe Kenny retains his place for game week twenty nine and Coleman doesn't come back yet, so that I can start Kenny. And and again hope so. I'll, I'll be starting Pope and Kenny. So hopefully it is a nil nil. Um, and I get two clean sheets out of it. Otherwise, if Kenny doesn't play, it'll be Ogbonna. So that's the way I'm set up for the moment. Again, as I say, things can change very quickly in a couple of days' time. I may end up making a transfer. So keep keep an eye on, on my Twitter, at FPL General. Um, I'll let you know if, any, if I do decide to change my mind like I did last week. The big, the big debate this week uh, is probably the captaincy. So again, Kane and Salah are the runaway leaders in the, in any captain poll that I've seen online. So again, it's a straight shootout between the two big hitters, the two top uh, top goal scorers in the league this season. Both have great fixtures. Salah's got Newcastle at home, and Kane's got Huddersfield at home. So it's it's a it's a pretty tough decision to make this week if you if you own both of them, which you should. Um. I've looked. Um, I've done a bit of research on. I was on Fantasy Football Scout website today, which which is a superb site for for stats. Um, so I did a bit of a, a user comparison tool just to look at Salah and Kane over the last six game weeks. So both of them have scored six goals over the last six game weeks. Um, Salah's got three assists, so he wins on that one. Kane doesn't have any assists. Kane actually only has one assist all season, whereas Salah has ten. So there's a big difference there. Penalty area touches over the last six game weeks. Salah has 45, which is more than Kane. Kane has 37 penalty area touches. So you would think that a striker would, would touch the ball more often in the penalty area than a Salah. Who's, I know he's not really a midfielder, but he's he's not as an out-and-out striker as Kane is. But Salah has touched the ball more times in the penalty area in the last couple of weeks. When it comes to goal attempts, Kane just edges it 32 to 26 but again not much difference there um, Kane does tend to shoot on sight from wherever he is as well so that's part of the reason he's got more than Salah when it, when it comes down to my own decision the way the way I'm looking at it is I've I've captained Salah for the last four game weeks and he's delivered every single game week as I say I think it's 92 points he's got me over the last four game weeks so I don't see any reason to move the armband from Salah to Kane this week. Um, and looking at those stats as well, there's nothing there really that um, 
is going to sway me to, towards Kane. Both are superb options. I really see it as a 50-50 decision, really. I don't think you can go wrong, really, on either of them. I would expect both of them to deliver well this weekend. Um, but I'm, I'm just going to keep it on Salah. The other thing is, Salah's a midfielder, so he gets an extra point for a goal, and, and he, he can get a point for a clean sheet as well. So that he's got that as, as an advantage. Um, so, yeah... There's not. I'm not really gonna. I'm probably not gonna spend any more time thinking about it this week or looking into stats anymore. I'm just gonna leave it on Salah because he's he's been doing the business for me. Um, part of my part of my reasoning as well is probably because because Salah has done so well for me, and he's never really burned me as a captain. It's probably easier to leave it on him because obviously there's been times in the past where Kane has frustrated us as a captain. So I mean that's probably a probably is a factor in my decision and. and part of the reason why I'm going to just leave it on Salah um, but I mean just, just watching Liverpool and watching Salah it's just if he was more clinical he could have even more goals I mean I just there's something that just feels really comforting going into a game week seeing the captain's armband beside Salah's name it just feels like you don't even need to worry about it because you know he's going to deliver something um, whereas Kane Kane is probably more likely to blank than Salah. Um, I don't have anything to back that up, but that's just the way how I how I feel about it. So yeah, I'm not going to ramble on anymore about that. I'm going to captain Salah. I'm saying that now on Tuesday. I'm saying I'm not going to look into the stats anymore. I probably will, but I would say at the moment I'm 90% sure I'm going to captain Salah. So let's see if, if I do go through with it. Um, but as I say, both are great options. I expect both of them to deliver big, so I don't really, I don't think you can go wrong really, whichever way you go. So that's transfers and captains uh, sorted as well. Um, I'm going to just answer two or three questions and wrap this up as as quick as I can. First question is from Paul Whitehouse. He's asking me why did I sell Sterling? Um, when, there's, when there was no drop in form and when I had a lot of value tied up on him. So good question. Um, so I sold Sterling for Marius last week. I bought I bought Sterling at 8 million and I think he was worth 9 million when I went to make the transfer. So I sold him for 8.5. So obviously, if I want to get him back in a couple of weeks' time, I'm probably going to have to pay more. Um, I know he's come. I think he might have come down 0.1 now, and he, he could drop more. But back to the question: Why did I sell him? Um, the way I looked at it was Sterling. Sterling was an injury doubt, um, but I was already thinking about getting rid of him before the injury came about. So the injury didn't really uh, didn't really have an in, an influence on the decision. I was kind of looking at Mares or Eriksson before the the injury came about. I just really fancied one of Mare's reaction given their fixtures over the next three game weeks. And I just felt that this might have been the right time to get off Sterling. I mean, he's been amazing this season. He's been so consistent. But looking at his fixtures as well, um, I just thought it might have been an okay time to get rid of him um, for someone like Mare's Eriksson who could have who could deliver big for me over the next three game weeks. So kind of banking on... So obviously I went for Mare's over Eriksson. So I'm kind of banking on Mare's to deliver big over... Uh, game week 28, 29 and 30 um, to outscore Sterling um, obviously that hasn't worked out for Mares in, in, 20, in 28 
it was very frustrating, as I say. He could have easily had a brace. So I'm hoping that those positive signs that in the next two game weeks that Marius can go big and that my that transfer will be justified. Another, uh, so looking at Sterling's fixtures was a factor as well. Um, so he's got Arsenal and Chelsea next. Then he's got Stoke, which is obviously good, but then he's got a blank. And then after the blank, he's got Everton, United and Spurs. So it's a tough run of fixtures for City. And I just felt that in my wild card in game week 32, looking at the fixtures after the blank, um, that I was probably unlikely to bring Sterling in anyway in game week 32. So that was another factor why it was I didn't really mind getting rid of him. Um, I've already I've got De Bruyne as well, obviously. So that's that's another factor why I didn't mind letting Sterling go. So again, as I say, I'm hoping Mares can do the business over the next two game weeks. Um, when I compare it to Sterling, hopefully he can outscore him. Um, hopefully substantially over the next two game weeks. Um, so obviously I need Sterling to stay quiet now. Obviously it could be a mistake, but it was it was just a risk I felt was worth taking because Mares had quite low ownership, really good fixtures. Um, no rotation to worry about because you've got no Champions League or anything like that um, so again I can't really judge the transfer I'll judge it in once game week 31's over I'll, I'll judge that transfer so good question Paul next question is from Alex Ball what chips have I got left and what? how do I plan to use them so I've already used my free hit chip which I've spoken about in previous uh, podcasts so I've got my second wild card, which I plan to play in game week 32. So after the blank 31 to clear out the deadwood and get set up for the double game weeks. Bench boost, I will play in a double game week. I don't have a plan of when yet because I haven't sat down. We don't know the full fixture schedule yet for double game week. So I won't. Um, I haven't decided when I'll use it. But when when we know the fixtures, I'll, I'll decide when is when I feel is best for bench boost and triple captain. So. Both of those chips I will more than likely use in the two double game weeks, but I'll talk more a lot a lot more about them in in future episodes of this podcast. So thanks for your question, Alex. Um Alex Ball is a is a top FPL manager. He's part of my Elite Sixty Four mini league. So make sure you're following him on Twitter. I think it's uh, I think it's at Alex Waterbaby. Um I could be wrong on that. But Alex Ball, you should find him if he's a, if you if you look at the folk I'm following, you'll find Alex Ball in there. He's, he's definitely worth a follow. And I'm hoping that Alex will be uh, one of my guests over the next couple of weeks as well. Last question I will take for tonight is from Cameron Khan. He's talking about Callum Wilson. Should we sell him now? Because he's been very disappointing. And Defoe is fit again now. Josh King is there. So there's obviously a chance Wilson could be rotated I know I think he was taken off early at the weekend so that's obviously a bit of a concern I've got Wilson and I'm going to keep him um, I don't really see any reason to sell him just because he's, he hasn't delivered in the last couple of weeks uh, he's obviously got the fix from 31 so I'm going to hold on to him and just hope that he comes good he's got Leicester away Spurs at home again you're not really expecting much from him there hopefully he can get one against Leicester that would be great don't really see him getting one against Spurs but then it's West Brom in 31 at home that's the one where we, we really want Wilson to perform for us so hopefully he can get a brace in that one um, 
but yeah, he has been he has been very disappointing. He got her hopes up uh, with the big performance against Chelsea, but since then it's been it's been absolutely nothing. So fingers crossed he'll come good. That'll do for this episode. Um, as I say, next week hopefully I'll have my first guest to 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 spice spice things up a wee bit, so it's not just me rambling on. I've set up a Twitter account for the podcast, so follow it at 59th Minute Pod. Um, you can get me there um, as well as at FPL General. So any questions you have uh, for Game Week 29 or even further ahead, that's the best place to get me. Let me know what you thought about the podcast. Always welcome to feedback and suggestions as well for future episodes. Anything you'd like to hear me cover, any guests in particular as well you'd like me to invite on, uh, leave me a comment on, send me a tweet, send me a DM, whatever. As always, support is appreciated. So wherever you are, give it a like, give it a share, give it a retweet, subscribe. Leave a comment as well. As I say, Twitter's the best place to get me, but I do reply on all platforms. So you can leave a comment on SoundCloud, um, YouTube, uh, iTunes, wherever you are, um, and I'll get back to you at some point before the before the deadline. So enjoy, enjoy the rest of your week, and I'll keep you up to date on Twitter if if, if my mind changes on anything to do with transfers or captaincy. As I say. Pretty sure it's going to be Salah at this point in time. So fingers crossed there's no no reason not to go for him. Um, we could have snow this week. Well, we already do have snow in the UK. So it'll be interesting to see whether that affects Thursday night's fixture. Um, I'm, I'm hoping it doesn't because I'm hopeful that, that De Bruyne can, can go big for me in that one. So hopefully it's not called off. And it's always nice to have a bit of, a bit of midweek action to watch as well. So let's hope that that one goes ahead. So good luck, um, good luck in game week twenty nine, and I'll be back next week, hopefully with a with a guest or two.